We are the pride of Brisbane town. We wear maroon, blue and gold. Hey, up the mighty lines. Brisbane Lions best 22 post-trade period. This is my team that I follow, even though I watch most of the games and just follow everyone. Love Pendles too. So Collingwood has a soft spot in my heart. Don't know if that's sacrilegious to say, but I just love him. Yeah. It's great. Anyway, um, Brisbane Lions trade period was quite interesting. Father, son, everyone's been talking about. Will Ashcroft coming through, being talked about as the favorite, the sort of nominal number one pick. Um, I don't necessarily agree. He's coming to Brisbane. Um, I'll make another video about draft rankings and stuff, but I just don't think he's the best player in the draft pool. That's a story for another day. But basically, people think he's going to go at number one, so Brisbane have to prepare to draft him at number one, very similar to Nick Dacos last year. Ashcroft, not as good as Dacos, but that's not important for right now. As well as that, Josh Dunkley wanted to come into the club, so Brisbane had to facilitate a trade that satisfied the Bulldogs. Jack Gunston also wanting to come to the Lions, losing Daniel McStay and losing Tom Berry. So a quick rundown of those trades. Basically, what Brisbane had to do is maintain as many draft points as they can in this draft, because as well as Will Ashcroft, they've got Jasper Fletcher, who's around that sort of pick 20 mark in this draft, maybe 25. And then they've got a guy potentially going at number one. So essentially what they've done is traded out their whole draft hand from next year to bring in Dunkley and Gunston, and they've lost McStay. McStay's loss came with um, a compensation pick of 35 because he went as a free agent. So we get in pick 35 for McStay, essentially trade about a pick 40 for Gunston, um, including a future fourth and pick 48. That equates to about pick 40. Dunkley, we ended up trading uh, pick 21, a future first and a future second, and got Dunkley back and a future third. That equates to about pick four or six in the draft. And you'd think, with if you ignore this Ashcroft situation, if Brisbane had pick, say, four or six in the draft, they would probably trade it for Dunkley. Um, Dunkley's a proven commodity. He's coming into his prime. He's about 25 years old. Brisbane are in the flag window. So you think he's more valuable to the club than picking a pick four to six, who's not necessarily going to be a great player, and then having to develop them by the time they're ready, Brisbane might be out of their premiership window. So about pick four or six for Dunkley, but using future picks rather than current picks. Uh, about pick 40 for Gunston. McStay leaves, we get pick 30. And Tom Berry, I don't think I said Jared before, Tom Berry, younger brother of Jared, leaves in exchange for about a pick 37. Um, as far as best 22 goes, McStay is the only loss that was in the best 22 consistently. And then Gunston comes in. He'll take a spot in the forward line, but he doesn't necessarily play the same role. He's he's a hit-up forward, but he doesn't take any contested marks as a general rule. Probably a bit craftier than McStay. Uses more agility, nous, um yeah, sleight of hand to win the ball. He's got great touch and he's a really good finisher. Brings his opponents into the, uh, his teammates into the play, not his opponents. But uh, McStay probably relies more on his power to win the ball and was probably coming to his own. I really like his aggression and the way he impacts contests and yeah, the way he's able to take contested marks and, and really um, be that get out kick down the line. Um, Brisbane, I think, will miss that aspect of his game because McStay doesn't do that. Uh, Pardon me. Uh, Gunston doesn't do that. Hipwood doesn't do that. And Danaher doesn't really do that either. He can jump on top of a pack in the forward line, but he's not necessarily your guy to kick to down the line who's going to outmark someone like, uh, say, Tom Lynch does for Richmond, which is a, a crucial role if you can't 
get through the zone, you need to have that target down the line. So Gunston comes into that forward role and Dunkley comes into the midfield, probably at the expense of um, Jared Lyons, you'd think, although Lyons maybe had an injury towards the end of the year, which is why he trailed off, but he he performed a really good role, you'd think. Um, with Brisbane moving forward, they, they maybe will move past him. So I, I'd say he comes in at the expense of Jared Lyons um, and Devin Robertson, that sort of player, and he'll come straight into the midfield and be a centre bounce mid. He also has the ability to mark overhead, which is very valuable as a midfielder, and he can finish quite well in front of goals. He's really worked hard on his goal kicking, uh, and he, he kicked very straight this year when he was forced to play that forward role. But ideally, I think he wants to play in the midfield, and that's why he's made his move. So with that being said, this is the best 22 as I see it coming into the 2023 season. I haven't put Will Ashcroft in there um, for all of these best 22s. I'm not going to include any of the new draftees. I'll do a separate video on draftees, but for the sake of this, I'll just talk about the players that are already in the squad and then potentially who the team's going to target with their first pick. So Brisbane Lions obviously going to get Will Ashcroft. That's obvious with the trades they've done, um, all the hype around Will Ashcroft. Father-son ties, he's nominated Brisbane. Brisbane will get him in the draft. I can see him definitely playing games in his first year because his fitness and work rate is up to the level of the AFL. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he can match it with the strength in the midfield. He is He's quite strong, but he's not a big guy. So potentially starting out on the wing where Brisbane actually needs someone, he can use his speed out there, just get accustomed to the game, maybe a little bit inside or, or coming off a half forward flank. But Brisbane's forward line is looking quite good. So potentially starting on the wing. Anyway, uh, getting stuck into it with the back pocket, Darcy Gardner. I just really love him. He's an honest player, uh, locks down. He's played a couple of shutdown role, roles on Dusty. He's a good size. He can play that sort of in-between guy. Like he'll he'll go to a Dusty, a Dugowie, a Jake Stringer because he's good enough size to match it with those guys, even though, you know, Dusty's kicked six against us twice. So probably don't have the perfect matchup for him. He's, yeah, he's our sort of mid-sized defender. Harris Andrews is our big bear who will take the biggest forward and best forward from the opposition. Starsevich will lock down the best small forward from the opposition. Kadeem Coleman is start, really starting to come into his own and looks as an heir apparent to Daniel Rich. He's really, really good kick. Uh, he can also take intercept marks and he's super clean at ground level. So he's that essential halfback flanker that we're seeing come into the game. You think Caleb Daniel... Christian Salem, um, Jaden Short, Hayden Young, very similar to Coleman coming through for Frio. That guy that sort of mops up everything. Jake Lloyd is another example. Mops up everything across halfback, takes um, a few intercept possessions, reads to play well, and then is able to distribute by foot um, when he can get some uncontested ball from his teammates. Marcus Adams, I really like this guy. He just hasn't been able to get on the park enough. Um, had some lingering concussion issues that kept him out of the final series. And I think we really miss him when he doesn't play. It'd be awesome to get some continuity into him. When him, Andrews, Gardner, when the back six is playing at full strength, I think we're a really good team. And you can see that we go on runs of, yeah, winning five, six, seven games in a row. And it's normally when these um, key defenders are playing. It's crucial. And yeah, he can take intercept marks. He can also lock down. I really like him. Jack Payne also progressing quite well, though. So I think if Marcus Adams doesn't get over his concussion issues, Jack Payne comes in and actually average better stats and look quite good towards the end of the year. And then Daniel Rich is, at the moment, our main kicker out of halfback and pulls off some awesome kicks to really set up the play. Just also doesn't make many mistakes. He goes long, if in any doubt, plays it quite safe, but that's fine. Um, maybe not 
the quickest player. He was he was quite explosive coming through uh, when he was younger, but now he's quite heavy. Doesn't get out muscled much, but yeah, probably not as agile as Coleman. And being 32, you can see the end of his career coming quite quickly. That's when a guy like Answorth will come in off the bench, and you'd think Darcy Wilmot, who was impressive in the final series, will come into the team, but not quite yet. Rich probably has another year or two left in him. Moving on, okay, this midfield is starting to look very, very good, and I'm loving it as a Brisbane supporter. So, starting on one wing, I've got Hugh McCluggage. Um, could be either him or Barry on the wing. I've decided to put him on the wing, uh, even though, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. I think a mixture of McCluggage, Neil, and Dunkley on ball would be ideal, but just for the point of this, I put McCluggage out in the wing because he plays that role well as well. Beautiful kick. You want him kicking the ball inside 50 out of anyone in this Brisbane Lions team. Um, Centerman, we've got Lockie Neal, one of the best, if not the best midfielder in the competition. Um, maybe not as damaging forward of centers and, and doesn't do the spectacular things, but just does the basics really, really well. Never fumbles, distributes really well. His kicking's improved heaps. His running power is so impressive and he has to work through a tag most weeks and does that. Um, never really gives up on the game. So that we love to see that. Zach Bailey, I've moved from the forward line onto the wing to start. Just bring some speed and explosion to the team. I think him and McCluggage on the wing complement each other really well. Yeah, give us a bit of run and maybe swapping on ball for stints so like someone like a Berry can go out to the wing. Bailey comes on ball and he can really explode. He's got serious power and he's got an awesome sidestep to get through traffic and then deliver. Yeah, those... Yeah, I talk about them a bit, but the, if you can get clearances out the front of the stoppage and get a guy running towards forward 50 clear and he's able to take a couple of steps steady and then hit a target, they're just so much more damaging than a rush clearance out the back of the stoppage where you kick long and high. Defenders dream when the ball comes in like that. McInerney um, is our ruck. I just love the way he competes. He just continues to improve year on year, can drift forward, take a contested mark and is reliable with his set shots. A good tackler around the ball. There was a stat that he, he's actually the most efficient tackler in the AFL. Long arms. So it was a good tackle on Shea Bolton. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but against Richmond two years ago in that final, qualifying final, I think it was. Um, yeah, tackled him and then Bolton retaliated, got a 50-meter penalty. Yeah, I just love love the way he competes. Um, he was a big loss to go down in that final, but then McStay came into the ruck and competed. Well, not the point of this video. Anyway, um, Dunkley comes straight into play. That sort of defensive... Mid-roll also spreads really well, just runs hard. He's a really hard worker, Dunkley. Um, very professional, takes his game seriously. He has a kind of a mechanical, awkward kicking action, but it's efficient. Um, he's fixed up his set shot kicking. He's a really good tackler, smuggler, smotherer, um, runs back hard defensively, and he'll be awesome. Neil, obviously first hit too. He'll distribute by hand or get the clearance himself. And then Dunkley just working really hard defensively in the stoppage. Can also win his clearance. The other guy I've thrown in there is Jared Berry after his final series. I think potentially he could move into an inside mid-roll. As I mentioned, though, if he doesn't quite take that inside mid-roll, uh, McCluggage can come in there and he can play on the wing. Him and McCluggage are two of the best runners at the club. So he, he can play inside or out. Great size, though. And potentially he could be the tagger. Something that Devin Robertson has been doing, but um, Berry's performance on Clayton Oliver in the game against Melbourne was really impressive and 
showed not only could he lock him down, but also he could build his game around having that defensive role. Down on the bench, we've got Jared Lyons. Be interesting to see how he recovers after falling away a little bit towards the end of the year. As I mentioned, got Ashcroft coming in. If um, Lyons doesn't quite uh, take his position in the midfield, and then Devin Robertson, I've got coming in as well. Younger legs, progressing quite well. He can also play wing. He can play half forward. I just really like him. He's a smart footballer. He works hard. I think he'd be popular amongst the group. And moving into the forward line, this forward line starting to look really, really dangerous. And it's it's been dangerous in fairness. It's been probably team defense and stopping ball movement that's been Brisbane's issue. We get cut apart pretty easily. Got Cam Rayner. He'll be bigger and better. He started to really show signs of what he can do, bursting out of stoppages. He's so powerful and strong. He's got a sidestep. He can kick the ball 60 metres. He's a good finisher, and he's really starting to play with that confidence of a number one pick, fending guys off, breaking tackles. I love to see that stuff, and hopefully, yeah, he can explode. I've got him starting in the forward line, but he'll roll through the midfield as well, um, swapping with someone like a Bailey. Eric Hipwood, I've got roaming up the ground, started to show what he's capable of, uh, towards the end of the year, particularly in a final, he played really well, wheeling onto that left foot. He's just really mobile. He can get up and then get out the back, which we like. Gunston, I've mentioned before, just skillful, smart player around goals. Um, good finisher. Probably doesn't have heaps left in his career, but uh, that's all right. He'll be a good replacement for McStay and bring some experience to the forward line. Charlie Cameron, one of, if not the best small forward in the competition. Not much more to say there. Really speedy around goals, but... If the best lockdown defender goes to him and takes him out of the game, there are more than enough options to cover him. Danaher, the spearhead, capable of taking a pack mark, probably the only guy that can take a pack mark in this team, in this forward line, and bring the ball to ground. Can kick goals from outside 60 metres, but then can miss one from the top of the goal square. He's a very mercurial player. At his best, he's a match winner, and we need him um, at his best to really compete this year. And then Lincoln McCarthy is just fantastic, solid player, really clean, uh, accelerates well, he sets up opponents, he's just, yeah, super smart and probably doesn't get enough recognition. And then on the bench, we've got Dane Zorko. So it'd be interesting to see. Probably don't need him at halfback anymore. Got a few halfbackers coming through, but maybe coming off a half-forward flank with stints through the midfield, he can use his kicking. What I love about Zorko is he gets the ball, he wheels, and he just plays on instinct. So he'll turn, make a decision on the run, and just kick into the forward line, not giving the uh, opponent's defense time to set up. That's my best 22 for Brisbane. As I mentioned, potentially Ashcroft to come in. Uh, as far as reserves, we've got uh, Darcy Fort. If anything goes down um, down with Oscar McInerney, or maybe they want another tall, but with this team, I can't see them playing two rocks, really. Um, Darcy Wilmot, a couple of Darcy's coming off half back. I, I think it won't be long before he's a regular in this team, maybe when Daniel Rich falls off, or maybe he could push Answorth for a spot. Jack Payne, as I mentioned, for a key defense or can play forward. Then you've got guys like Reese Matheson as an inside mid, probably won't get as much of a run with Dunkley coming back. Jackson Pryor playing on the wing. Harry Sharp as well on the wing. Looks slight, but can run all day. Um, I think he set the record for the 2K at the draft combine. Tom Fullerton as that sort of mid uh, forward ruck and Nakai Cockatoo. Be interesting to see what Nakai Cockatoo does this year. He's obviously got talent, but hasn't really put it together yet. Uh, number 10 pick, I think, from a while back. Yeah, that's it. I've been Morgan. You guys have been great for listening, and I'll see you next time for the Carlton Blues. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Where's my button? There we go.